0: Hello everybody, this is our next episode of Shift M podcast number 30 and we have a special guest, uh, his name is Eric van Herk. he's from uh, the Netherlands, let me, yeah, let me give the microphone to him and ask him to introduce himself, Eric, Well,
1: thank you very much, Igor, uh, for inviting me on the chat, um, I've listened to a number of your podcasts and I'm impressed what you're doing, uh, so I'm very happy to be a part of it. Um, so a bit about myself, I'm a um, senior project consultant uh, for the company Projectum, and we are a Microsoft uh, partner, uh, have been for about 15 years. And as such, I help companies um, get introduced to Project Online, Microsoft Project, and tools like that. Mm-hmm.
0: That's great. Uh, thanks for the introduction, for the, for the, um, for the information. And uh, we, I would like to, to speak, to talk today about change management. That's mm-hmm. the subject which we, haven't, which we were not able to cover in the previous episodes. And this is really interesting and, and important, I think. And by changes, I mean not only changes on the scope of the project, but in general, the changes which happen to projects and how projects react to them. So I'm, I think you have some experience about that and I will have questions about that.
1: Yeah, can. yeah, well, exactly. Uh, change management is a very interesting field of the business because um, every time when we enter a new customer or a new client, uh, there, there's always some uh, project management system already there and project online is different than any other tool. It still holds, holds projects and it still is used for project management, but it's different than for instance, Excel, which everyone uses for projects. Right. Um, so, so change management, and uh, you mentioned scope management as well Uh, scope management for me is, is within a project and change management is what happens during, but also after a project has finished. So it's, it's a field that hasn't matured as much as project management, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, I was wondering, um, uh, you mentioned in a couple of your podcasts, you're a developer, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, how do you deal with, with uh, scope management or change management?
0: Oh, as a developer, we're trying to to avoid them. That's possible. <laughs> <that's, laughs> that <laughs> yeah, because there are, that, that was my question, actually, that because we as technical people, we hate that changes, we don't want them, we would like to stay, you know, as stable as we can. So that's why there's a, per, there's like a permanent conflict between us technical people, and the mm-hmm. business people and the requirements people and product owners. So that's yeah. why my question. So do you think changes are harmful, and they cause troubles, or we need to like welcome changes and expect them to happen?
1: Well, I, I think that change is a natural thing in, in the order of life and, and really everything, right? Because uh, otherwise we might have still been monkeys. Uh, <laughs> but but um, for the world to change, because um, 20 years from, uh, ago, we didn't have uh, the iPad, we didn't have uh, the Surface, we didn't have cloud computing as much as we do now. Um, the world is constantly changing, and if there is better tools, we should adopt better tools, I think. Mm -hmm. But it's difficult because we still have our monkey brain, right? Because we we still think the old way, and it's hard to change people's minds. So I like the developer's uh, point of view where you don't want to have change. (laughs) I would love that. Um, As long as people stick with Project Online, that is, of course. Because that's my lot of lot, but <laughs> um, yeah, we need change to uh, to get cheaper, to get uh, better quality, to get uh, faster time to market. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a developer, you do change your code based on security issues. You might change them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, more upfront to the, the the end users, you might change the. the the front end of an application as well, right? Mm -hmm. And how would those people react to that? And there's a difference between change management layers, right? Where the first layer is just a simple extra button or a a background code that is changed but doesn't affect the end user that much but it makes the code more fluent. Mm But then there's a whole new application as well, and if you have a new application, well, how would the end user react to that if you for for instance, if you all of the sudden should use um, Google spreadsheets instead of Excel, well, you might first think, okay, well, that's just another spreadsheeting program, and uh, one plus one is also two in every uh, every one of the applications. Mm-hmm. But how do you work with that? How would you work with it and Change management is interesting in that aspect where it helps you uh, uh, get a better grip on that change mm-hmm.
0: but let's let me give you a practical example. Um, I was in on one team a few years ago and um, and we wanted to uh we had a, a bunch of servers in an organization and a project and that servers were hosted on site in the office and we wanted as technical people we wanted to to migrate them to cloud so mm-hmm. just sell off the servers get rid of the equipment and just rent that stuff from the cloud from amazon or google somewhere and mm-hmm. we we tried to convince our upper management that Uh, this is the way to go that this is better this is more effective this is more efficient and the Mm -hmm. answer was this is not how we used to work and that transition would would cause would potentially maybe cause some trouble for us may 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 cause some potential issues and that's why let's not do that because what's wrong with the servers we have right now they work everything's fine it's stable so it's better to Mm -hmm. keep it the way it is for a few more years yeah, yeah. and don't touch it. I mean, if it works, don't touch it. And, and, yeah. and we didn't touch it. We left the servers in the office. So we failed this game with the management because the management mm-hmm. didn't want to change. So my question is, how would you recommend us technical people to resolve that in order actually to have changes to happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it
1: sounds like you didn't uh, stress the why good enough. Where, where upper management, well, they might know that the cloud is the future and they might know that... Um, yeah, they will eventually need to go there, but we currently have the same situation with a client of ours where uh, they are running Project Server 2010 and that product is end of life. It doesn't exist anymore with Microsoft and you won't be able to purchase it and support will be cancelled pretty soon. So. We had a discussion with management, or the client, uh, the project manager, had a discussion with management, and he said, well, if you don't migrate now, security will be an issue. And this is a big issue for management, obviously, because you have all that data, and it's a high-profile uh, customer, and they need that data, and they need that data secured. So uh and never and never change a winning team that's a, that's a good saying right you probably know that one as well um so maybe that was the opinion of the management. and um you can have the situation where you as a developer know exactly why you should change that but you need to change uh, your point of view think money think security think uh gdpr <laughs> that's a hot button now so um that might be a good one. So you're and
0: suggesting, so you're suggesting to threaten them with the bigger trouble they may they may have if they don't follow our advice right now.
1: Well, uh, <laughs> threatening always works best, <laughs> I think, in that okay. aspect. But but also um, uh, said at a return on investment, and um, if management says um, uh, this is not how we used to work, well, that's not very. Um, Uh, a positive mindset as well right because like i said earlier the world is changing Uh, you need to change with it Uh,
0: adopt or die (laughs) okay let me give you another example Uh, i wrote a number i wrote an article just about a week ago about the way software according to my experience has to be developed and the quality control and i sent Mm -hmm. that article to one of the magazines like online magazines. and they told me in an answer that they're not They don't want to publish it because, I quote, my recommendations go against uh, the well-known best practices on the market, Mm -hmm. end of quote. So they basically told me that what I'm suggesting is not what the entire market is doing right now, and that's why it's not interesting to, 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 to give it, to make it public, to give that information to the readers.
1: Hmm. See, yeah. so that's
0: that's the overall attitude to new information, to the changes, basically.
1: Yeah. How, how yes. would Steve Jobs react to such a comment if he was uh, promoting the iPhone <laughs> the first yeah, exactly. time? Right. Exactly. You are a front runner, and uh, you are in the market. You uh, you know what uh, people need, and uh, if you have a new and innovative way of thinking and that article uh, doesn't get hit by the first publishing uh, company. Just try, try and try again. Uh, most of the people that, that publish an article uh, might uh, hit brick walls the first few times, but uh, after a while, you will get it.
0: So what do you think is the right way for a programmer to, uh, to try and hit the wall multiple times and try to convince and actually to make the changes happen? Or just go with the flow and you know stay 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 quiet and just you know have a nice, have a good time in the office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well,
1: <laughs> have a good time in the office uh, may, might sound good in the short run, mm-hmm. but if you keep stressing yourself out because you know that you're doing the wrong thing, that that'll be healthy for you in the long run, right? Mm-hmm. So, but um, as a developer, I hope you're in, never alone in an endeavor to to do anything in a project, right? Mm -hmm. Where if you are in a project and as a developer, I'm assuming that you're doing things agile, right? Yeah. That's the whole new world, right? Where uh, short runs, short sprints, um, things in the backlog, user stories, um, but there is still someone managing that and it's a scrum master or someone like that. uh, And there's a team effort. And if you can't convince your team, you might be wrong, of course, but um, if your code is good, and your argumentation is good, and there is a solid return on investment, um, either the team is bad, or the scrum master is bad, or you might need to have a different team. I am not quite sure how that will relate to change management, rather than um, if you do Uh, get that change out, how would the people react to it? How would you want to have them respond to it? And that's maybe something like um, uh, setting the why do you want this upfront? So making sure that the people know why they want this change to happen. Either faster servers, better return on investment, uh, front runner in the market, they need to know that it's something that they need. And then there needs to be training, um, there needs to be follow-up, there needs to be risk management as well. It's very important to keep keep them in the loop of why you need that change to happen.
0: You know, I agree with that. But when I'm listening to that, I'm, I, I kind of feel that this stays quite close to politics. Because <laughs> in most cases people just don't need the software to work they need something else they need to stay at their positions they need to uh, to keep mm-hmm. their power somehow they need to stay with their friends they have many other needs which are not technical at all absolutely so and, like uh,
1: yeah. yeah yeah absolutely and I, I like the the title of your podcast being shift m mm-hmm. uh, it's management that needs to shift here right mm-hmm. because the people um as long as there are employees, they need to follow leadership, right? Mm-hmm. And leadership means that the people in leadership need to be able to address certain issues, certain changes in the organization that needs to happen. Uh, an example of um, one client where I was, uh, we had this project server in implementation and all the projects were in there and all the documentation was in there and everything was in there and it was digital. Mm -hmm. And I came to to the guys there and I came to the uh, management office and I was talking to one of the guys and I said, well, can you show me your project and how it's progressing? And he said, well, let me get my papers. And he came back with a, um, well, a a small library of documents Mm -hmm. and he had printed out everything that was digitally already available in the system. He started um, wiring through all these documents and he lost half of his documents. He needed to go back to his office again, so that person he had the right tool available to him. he just was not able to make that change for himself so change management for for that person is very expensive for the company because he's working in the old way he didn't adopt the new way, and that's maybe. Also a bit of default management as well, because management didn't train that person good enough or didn't stress enough that the need for computer use or, or digital use of all the documents that he had um, wasn't stressed enough to him. So yeah, change management is very political. If a person doesn't want to use a system, he will not use that system. Mm-hmm. and and that will end up with him being fired or him overthrowing the government right <laughs> it can also happen yeah yeah and this person he was so settled in the organization that he even made sure that his boss got fired in the end and his boss that that replaced the other boss was also fired so that person was very good at political play and um, is really political yeah that's that's correct. but
0: you know how many technical people very technical developers and uh, very you know skilled programmers complain about this politics in their organizations they hate that they don't like to be you know they're not politicians they don't know how to manage these political questions they don't know how to uh, I don't know how to manage people they know how to write software code and mm. when they when they want to move the server from their office to the cloud they're quite obvious political, uh, quite obvious technical reasons. They yeah, just yeah. know why it should happen. And when they start talking to people, they realize that they are uh, they're toothless. They have, mm. no, they have no power against them because they're political gains and that people are way more uh, skilled in, in these mm. games. So, what would mm. you recommend to them? Do they need to learn? Do they need to become politicians? Or just, you know, I don't know what to do.
1: Well, I, I would assume they are. Uh, the best at what they do, right? They're technical, they know how to code. Um it's like it's like having two people in the room and the one talks Chinese and the other one talks Dutch. <laughs> For instance, you yeah. wouldn't understand me if I talked about exactly Dutch. yeah exactly. That's so, the problem. yeah. And and that's what, what happens with the technical guys probably where where they know the exact need to change the environment, change the servers to go on to the cloud. Yes. There needs to be a translator between them and management, I guess. And if you have a good team, a good uh, a good scrum master could be that person because that guy needs to know the business. That guy needs to know politics. That guy needs how to steer uh, the right um, priorities to the right, uh, yeah, the right Kanban board, right. Uh, what what is in the backlog what is going to happen what's not going to happen he needs to prioritize that so politics i i wouldn't assume that any technical guy would like to go into politics right <laughs> that's not that's not something yeah more.
0: that's what i see as well they don't like that because no. they're different kinds of people you know
1: yeah, yeah yeah but but you do know how to write a t- technical documentation right and you yep. do know how to stress why it is needed so maybe Maybe use the fear factor there, because uh, there's nothing as scary as saying, okay, well, there's a technical, technically speaking, there's a leak in our servers if we don't go to cloud. Mm-hmm. And maybe oversimplify it, because management won't understand any code, right? Um, mm-hmm. I guess I guess that was something that you said in any uh, one of your earlier podcasts where, where you said, well, uh, it doesn't matter if a manager walks into the room of the developers, uh, he looks at a bunch of code and uh, he thinks, okay, well, those people are hard at work and then they return to 9gag or anything like that. And so, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, basically, there, there's a gap between what the technical guys know and what management needs to know to make that change happen. because Uh, who is going to use that server and how are they going to use that server and what needs to change for them to be able to use that server Mm -hmm. there's training that's needed as well right and documentation communication Mm
0: -hmm. so it sounds like it sounds like it would be useful to have some sort of a change advocate or change manager who is responsible for translating the language of people who need changes the language of people who are in power to make the changes happen. Right? I
1: couldn't say better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You need to have the right advocate. So with uh manager manager uh backing and someone that knows just enough about C sharp to know that it's something to do with code and it's not JSON.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So right, the, the, uh, there needs to be someone that's been around in the in the field of that organization that has such a certain um, power uh, because he's on top uh, of, of management or something like that, or because he just knows how to talk. He's a talker. He's politi- political, but he's also some kind of a geek. <laughs>
0: have you have you seen those people ever? Those roles. Well, they're they're scarce.
1: <laughs> Uh-huh. Absolutely. Really? And that's, that's something um, uh, we, at Projectum, we had projected, we had a change manager guru, uh, change management guru at her at the office, who told us that uh, the field of change management is pretty new or pretty immature, where project management is very mature currently. And then there's portfolio management, program management, risk management, and all, all of that stuff that's around there. Um, but change management really is something that people haven't put enough attention to. So yeah, it's maybe just like a project manager. You don't become a project manager because you studied for it. You you were good at running a project and now you get that label. You're a project manager, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think that a a good change manager could grow, uh, grow out of a good project manager.
0: Do you think do you think we should include um, staffing decisions into this change management uh, umbrella term? I mean, finding new people and uh, letting old people go, or this is something outside of change management? Mm,
1: And you mean, then, uh, if a new product will will uh, lay off people, or for example,
0: yeah, for example, I have. Let's use the same example. We have servers in the office and we obviously have a few people who take care of them and then we want to go to the cloud so we don't need these two people anymore because the Mm -hmm. servers will be over there and that's Mm -hmm. why amazon will take care of them somehow i'm just i'm just making this up so when somebody starts to change let's say i'm a programmer and i and i come up with the idea that we don't need these servers here anymore then i obviously mean that we also don't need these two people these jeff and mary they have to Mm -hmm. have to be laid off so that kind Mm -hmm. of also changes right so should I, exactly. should I should I suggest that as a professional <coughs> problem, or I should avoid that?
1: Well, uh, for upper management, that's a return on investment. <laughs> so um, it is obviously a result of your change, um, and depending on who you talk to, you might want to include or exclude it. Don't talk to Mary <laughs> and tell her that her job is gone. Right? Yeah but um, uh, management might have a new role for Mary, or the other guy. So, so uh, there's a thin line to who you talk to in regards to the changes that are going to happen. Uh, you might want to focus in change management on the, the pros rather than the cons, mm-hmm. and uh, focus on how would we work in a new situation, how would we work in a new environment. Um, work from everywhere could be something that you can um, uh, put as a, a pro if you go into the cloud. Uh, well, not really because you could work anywhere if you have the servers locally as well, right? But.
0: Well, in my case, when, when I had that situation with the servers, I remember that a few people who were in charge of the, of the computers, they, they, were, they, they immediately became enemies of the office to, to mm. the people who wanted to get rid of the servers. And that was, that, that was a conflict, which was so difficult to resolve because it was not just a technical conflict, but a money conflict as well because it meant you know cash flow for those people. So And, and that's why it was understandable that those people are making up all the kinds of arguments against the cloud computing mm-hmm. because they just don't want to lose their paychecks. Yeah, yeah. And you
1: should should not um, uh, stop them from speaking out, of course, because they do have a valid point that they have a job and they want to keep their job because they're happy at where they are at, right? Um, And if management is good, they would um, talk to these people and they would say, okay, well, uh, life is changing. We are changing our service to the cloud. Is there anything that you want to learn about cloud computing that you might be useful in our organization still? Because we are going to the cloud. It is very cost efficient. It is super cheap. It is super fast. We do need that. Our customers need it. Uh, Our backend needs it. Um, So end of the line, we will go to the cloud. And if management is powerful enough, and that's going back to politics again, um the why should be enough for, for management to go with that.
0: You know what I learned from that situation? I learned that the less changes you suggest, the more likable you are in the team. So the more changes you try to initiate, the more mm-hmm. aggression and potential enemies you, you, you earn for yourself around yourself in the team. So that's yeah. why the less you move, the less you try new things, the more stable mm-hmm. you in the company which is counterintuitive because you think like when you start those changes you think that you want to contribute to the team you want to make okay. them better you want to improve something but in the end yeah. you will be in, in the worst case you will be ejected from the team because yeah. you shake it too much you shake the board too much and nobody likes you anymore yes so you have a,
1: a slow-moving company or a slow-moving department because we have gray uh, m- grey mice everywhere and you are moving because if you don't move, you will, um, you will die out as well. But at some point, you will be disruptive, uh, be, uh, be disrupted. If you, if you never speak out, your company will, will slowly uh, be uh, depreciated, right? hmm so change is needed, and uh, I can understand that if you you speak out and say about everything, okay, this is bad, that is bad, this is bad, and mm-hmm. everything is bad, bad, bad. Uh, and yeah, sure, he <laughs> would get kicked out of my team as well. But <laughs> now, this this um, uh, change management is probably more a broader uh, understanding of change, um, where where it's not change. Um, do we need to change no change is needed and how do we manage that change as best as we could
0: mm-hmm. yeah i also remember that there was a, like a thin line between uh suggesting changes and whining about everything else like about everything mm-hmm. so when you, yeah. <laughs> when you when you say too much about changes and say that everything is so wrong and they will just call you a negative person and and they will not listen to your change to your ideas constructively they will yeah. just they will just expect you to say something bad every day. And that's why, okay, let's stop listening to this dude. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> no, it's a,
1: it's it's needed that for everyone to be at least a little bit of political uh, mm-hmm. person, right? You need to say, okay, well, um, have a compliment sandwich there, right? This is good, that is bad, and this is good. But let's focus on the thing that's bad.
0: Mm-hmm. And do you... Uh, Have you seen, or do you do that in your team, uh, like official tracking of changes that are suggested and that that they are implemented?
1: Well, um, as a consultant, I'm only working in projects where a heavy change is uh, required for the organization. So as a consultant uh, for Project Online, um, I come into an organization where there is a certain system that we use for project management. So, for instance, they have a Primavera or, uh, they Yira or they use Jira or they use, well, any other tool. Uh, maybe they even use Excel for project management. Mm-hmm. So, as soon as I come in there, um, depending on the size of the project or the size of the organization, there's always a bit of change management going on there. Um, and one of the important things is that there's ample. Um, stakeholder management, there's ample training, there's ample communication because as soon as I come into an organization, the change will happen. There, there's no way back. The the, the, black, uh, the platform is burning. We are stepping off and we are going to project online. Mm-hmm. So I, I always see that need for change management in our organization and the successful implementation of project management hangs very much on that good working with change management.
0: But do you do you track those change ideas or change requests, as they call them, or they just happen verbally and informally and just by meetings, discussions and all that? Or you have some log, for example, some track record saying that, Today, Michael suggested to do this and that. The request change. The the, the change request is number seventeen.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, also, um, we are adopting a, a more agile way of working, so we do track a backlog of what is needed, and we do set up a uh, user story upfront where. A uh, person X wants to be able to view his projects from anywhere in the world, for instance. Mm-hmm. Uh, a program, a program manager Y wants to have his dashboard in Power BI and wants to be able to see that on his mobile phone. Mm-hmm. So, so we do track all those changes. And um, most of the time we have a project manager on board from our organization or we work closely with a project manager for the organization that we are implementing for. And we always suggest, okay guys, listen up, we need to communicate changes and we need to communicate stakeholder management. So there will come changes and that's more into the field of uh, scope management, right? Uh, Or um, scope changes and how to adopt with them. And uh, yeah, most of the time we have a a fixed scope or fixed budget or uh, we work on time and material. And um, yeah, if if change happens too often, we need to get back to the board and we need to say, okay, well, uh, our project is going to be more expensive because you had these new features that you wanted to add. Mm -hmm. And
0: then, yeah, we work with that. Mm -hmm. And um, what do you do with people who suggested changes and because of those changes, Failured, fails happen, failures happen, happen. Sorry.
1: The failures happen within uh, the project itself, so. Yeah, let's say, let's
0: say I'm a I'm person and I suggested to move those servers, I'm just using the same example. So mm-hmm. I'm, I suggested to get rid of the servers and, and move to the cloud. And we did that, and then after a few months we realized that because of that, we have those and those problems. So what mm-hmm. do you do with the person who suggested that? We hang them. No. <laughs> no, no, no. We don't hang them.
1: Uh, no, what, what we need to do is um, uh, don't make it personal, right? Uh, it is bad that uh, there's a, a lot of issues, but maybe we didn't plan out the change good enough then, right? Uh-huh. It is not best practice to, to move servers to the cloud from one day to another, right? You need to have a good plan there. You need to have tests. You need to have a, a testing environment, maybe even an um, acceptance environment and then a production environment. It it can never be that one person that does something wrong. It's a team effort, right?
0: Well, that's true, but you know, every time in every single team I've been at, uh, it's always the reaction like, you suggested that, remember? And nah. everybody looks at that person, and that person doesn't want to suggest anything else. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
1: so you make a gray mouse out of that person. Exactly. And That person will never contribute anything very useful again.
0: That's true. Yeah. And it,
1: that is just killing for change <laughs> or for killing for, for that person. He just dies out of it,
0: right? So, what would you, yeah, that's true. But what would you expect the team to do? Let's, uh, that you, you would expect everybody to say, it doesn't matter who suggested that, it's our fault.
1: Yeah, 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 because something like this, something as big as this, I I'd expect everyone on the team to search for uh, issues that might have happened f- up front, right? Uh, for instance, if you say, okay, well, th- th- uh, the servers are um, in the staircase now and we turn them off and we go to the cloud and all of a sudden half of our sales force disappears, right? Yeah. Well, you can't pin that on one person. That's the team effort that, that moved to the cloud that might have suggested, okay, well, we should test our sales effort before we move to the cloud. And if the scrum master doesn't have testing or scheduling or planning in his, uh, in his team effort, then it might be uh, the team manager that's at fault and not that team member that suggested it.
0: That's what I wanted to hear, actually. That's, that's the fault of the manager, right? Not the person who... It's <laughs> so them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you just said what I wanted to suggest, that maybe it's a problem, it's a fault of a project manager who let the changes to, to change requests to just go into implementation without, like you said, without yeah. proper planning or testing or risk management.
1: Exactly, exactly. You need yeah. to know the risks before you take a chance, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If, if something is as, um, as affecting of the organization as moving to the cloud or adopting a new virus uh, program or adopting a new um, development uh, system, that needs to be thoroughly tested. And the people that need to work with that new system need to be trained. And then you have a change management program on your hands, right? Yeah. People, people need to be aware of, of the change that's going to happen, and they need to be aware of why, and they need to be aware of the risks that's involved in there
0: as well. That's absolutely true, but it's, it never happened to me in my life. I've I've always seen project managers blaming people for bringing bad ideas,
1: uh, maybe yeah, because yeah. they're
0: weak managers and they're just you know they don't they don't they don't they're not ready to accept the responsibility for the entire team. It's mm. easier for them to say like, hey, Jeffrey was the fault, you know, the, the, the troublemaker. Mm. They're Poor not Jeffrey. saying, they're not saying like, let's not listen to Jeffrey, but they're mm. just saying, hey, remember everybody, that was Jeffrey's idea. <laughs> okay. And, and does Jeffrey
1: still remain on the team after that he was blamed for something as crucial as
0: this? Well to be honest, to be honest, Jeffrey becomes more manageable after that, because Jeffrey is scared now. Jeffrey will be way more careful with the new idea. <laughs> Jeffrey will listen. Am, am I wrong?: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but,
1: but, but um, <laughs> no good ideas will come from Jeffrey as well. Oh, that's for sure and yeah. that's, that's, a damn shame. that's a damn yeah, shame Yeah
0: but like we started in the podcast the majority the the, the majority of managers don't need changes they are they, are they are they're fine with the situation they have with they're fine mm-hmm. with the status quo the yeah. way it is now is perfect so let let's do let's shut let's shut up those Jeffreys. we don't need them to bring too many too many change requests here okay. so maybe that's maybe it's better to point fingers and say okay jeffrey it was your idea
1: yeah, but, but the world needs change, right? <laughs>
0: needs change. We know, yeah, but now I'm playing yes, the devil's advocate own. now. Yeah? Uh, I'm just true. showing you what's happening in reality. Uh, true,
1: and, and you are very much true. Uh, um, so yeah. how to fix
0: that? <laughs> how to fix that? Uh, if you are those Jeffrey, if you are the Jeffrey, and you want the changes to happen, and you want to bring them to the team, but you know yeah. that when, when, when they fail for some reason, you will be blamed.
1: Yeah, yeah. At at some point, that might happen to me twice or three times. Mm -hmm. But the fourth time, I would start my own company and I would do a startup and I would disrupt that company that I came from. (laughs) (laughs) That will happen because uh, I am a super Jeffrey and I know what I'm doing. And I have all the power in the world currently because I can start a company with Kickstarter. I have a good idea and I know how to develop. And that is a very useful skill. So, uh, the company, you just lost one Jeffrey. Yeah. Good people need to talk out. Good people want to uh, speak out. So, if you don't want to uh, to have good people on your team, then you will be left with all the gray mice. And th- and that's just sad because then there will be this uh, Jeffrey Inc. startup company that will go to the um, the the stock holding and we'll run into uh, every other company that has gray mice change will happen if you want it or not and if a manager is uh, a project manager that blames his team then he is uh, indeed a bad project manager mm-hmm. it's not good to to play the blame game because you hired that team you put that team together so you are ultimately to blame if anyone should be blamed right
0: okay let me ask that question uh speaking about change management and project management what do you think people this jeffrey for example has to be blamed or punished for in what situation for what uh
1: not not for failures if not for failures
0: we just agreed that not for failures but for what uh
1: not communicating enough i think if, if you are a developer and you write code and you're good at writing code, you should also document and you should also communicate with your team members that you do the code. Um, I think communicating and the lack of communication is something that is halting uh, change management as well, where, where you do need to communicate more. And that's that's difficult in the time of Twitter and 140 signal or uh, characters that you can use to, to communicate. But people need to find each other. People need to do stand-up meetings and talk to each other about uh, risks that they see happening. So, for instance, let's go back to that server issue where uh, we went to the cloud. Mm-hmm. If you are a Jeffrey and you see this huge risk coming up where... Um, For instance, you didn't buy enough Azure uh, subscription uh, plan or a big enough subscription plan and you see that happening and you see that that wall of issue coming up you and you don't talk about that, Mm -hmm. then then that should be punished. If you know something is going wrong and you don't speak out, wow.
0: Mm Well, that's interesting. I like it. So you're saying that we should be people. We are. We should be punished, not for bringing ideas, but for for not saying what we think is is happening. For not yeah. disclosing the information which you have. Right? Exactly.
1: Yeah. You are the professional. You are the person that knows best. And if you see a risk, or if you see an issue, and mm-hmm. talk about it. For instance. Um, If you are in a room together with other developers and you see uh, a developer next to you write bad code, you don't you don't shy away from that person. You might be his senior, you might not be his senior, but if you see bad code, talk about it, right? Because if you don't talk about it, that code might land on your plate later on, and you might have forgot about it, and you put uh, the whole program at risk. Mm So communication, yeah, is something very important in change management and any type of management. I think.
0: Mm-hmm. So it sounds like we have to be punished for not communicating enough, and we should be rewarded for communicating properly.
1: Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and and don't yeah, communicating correctly that that is something that needs to be awarded. Not communicating per se, mm-hmm. where where uh, you just stop uh, working and start chatting at the water cooler all day. But, yeah, you you need to be rewarded by uh, putting issues on the plate or putting risks on the roadmap. Mm -hmm. Because that way we can ensure that the change that we're working on, because we are on a program or we are on a project, we are making change happen. And if we don't communicate it correctly, that project will... Not per se fail, but it will be less successful or less quality.
0: You know, um, in my company, in Zerocracy, in all the projects we manage, we encourage people to report bugs about the software they work with. And we yeah. give them like, some monetary, some, some tangible uh, rewards for each bug they report. So what do you think about that? Because so many people criticize that approach, but it sounds like, it seems like you would agree with that.
1: I would love that. I would love that. And just to, to take it out of the, the uh, company uh, environment, uh, why not use gamification? Mm-hmm. And with gamification, I mean a, a new way of rewarding people. So for instance, um, if Jeffrey or Jeff, what did we call that guy? Jeff, right? Jeffrey. Yeah. <laughs> Jeffrey. So if uh, that guy reports 10 bugs uh, this month, we might give him an experience point.
0: Yeah.
1: And if he solves 10 bugs, we might give him 20 experience points. Mm-hmm. And if his team communicates correctly and writes this very best Technical document that everyone understands, even upper management, we might give them 100 experience points. And if that organization or that person runs to uh, 200 experience points, we take everyone out to dinner. For instance, mm-hmm. that is something that people can relate to because currently uh, the average gamer is 30 years old, 40 years old, maybe. Mm-hmm. And so we all know about experience points and uh, getting a level up or something like that. And that gives this little um, adrenaline shot. And we need that. And if we, if we could get people to report bugs because they want to report bugs, because they want to get to dinner with their wife or husband or, mm-hmm. or girlfriend, uh, that will take the negative uh, sentence out of it. Because you're reporting that bug to become better, right? Not mm-hmm. because you think, okay, well, I'm going to uh, report this bug that Dave did. Because mm-hmm. I know Dave did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Dave, that bastard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which which also may happen, you know? Sure, yeah, I, yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. And if you're in small teams, you most of, most of the time, you know who Dave is, right? Or who that bug, bug guy is. Yeah. And, um, and the team is only as fast as the slowest programmer, right? Mm-hmm. And if you keep that programmer a gray mouse or a slow person, then, then the team won't perform better, even if you run twice as much quality code as that slow guy, mm-hmm. right? So so you need to work together and you need to make, make that change as efficient as possible and that happens with communication, documentation, um, uh, progress reporting, and, and generally approving people speaking out.
0: Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Because everything you're saying makes sense for me, but the reality is different. So um, who do you think is responsible, more responsible for actually making the reality better? The management layer or the programmers, the technical people. Who well, we should start improving the situation.
1: Well, I, I think management has the power, but the developers have the skills. Mm-hmm. And you say, well, well, the reality is different. I think there's more and more startup companies that do um, uh, like it when their team members speak out. The mm-hmm. changed. Apple changed, Microsoft changed. Uh, We currently have a, thank God, it's Friday session at our office, where we speak out of things that we ran into, issues that we solved, issues that we are running into and that we need solving. We have a very open community at, uh, at Projectum where if we have an issue, we can talk about it. And that's why we're one of the best. Mm -hmm. and and that's not being being egotistical or something but if you don't speak out then there's a big issue and management needs to know this management needs to know that if no one interrupts you or no one corrects you then you're doing something wrong Mm
0: -hmm. basically
1: right Mm -hmm. if if you're always right then you're wrong (laughs) so management has the power and the developers have then uh, have the, um, the skills so the developer,
0: yeah. you know uh one more thing which i've seen quite often in companies is that uh the management would say we're so interested in your technical ideas just mm-hmm. tell us where the code doesn't work tell us what to do with the server tell us what to do with the uh, with this algorithm But don't tell us anything about organizational questions, like for example, don't bring up the idea of the low, too low salaries, for example, or some work conditions, or Mm -hmm. some competition, or our marketing position, because those subjects are quite toxic, and we don't want them to hear in the office. Mm -hmm. So please, sort of, you know, know the line, know where to stop. So we are so interested in your technical opinions and technical concerns, but keep your financial and organizational concerns and marketing concerns to yourself.
1: And as a developer, do you think that is a bad thing or a good thing?
0: Well, as a developer, uh, it seems to me like some sort of uh, hypocrisy. Is that mm. you're sort of, if you're the my manager, then I'm a developer. I would feel that you are not being honest to me, saying that you're interested in my ideas and my concerns.
1: Mm, that you're
0: mm. just you know you're just saying that you, you need my concerns but in reality you still keep me in the dark and want me just to you know to write code and never and never come to you with the really you know important mm. changes and ideas yeah so and the I would the, the company I would try to get away because I feel that the management is not with me we're yeah. not the same team we're like separate parts you're exactly. you're working for yourself and keeping us working for for you <laughs>
1: and and i think that is the only healthy response where where you will move away from that company you will not work for that company because you as a person aren't appreciated and and change uh will happen again so so if if that person is not um appreciated as a person but just as a tool or just as a programmer
0: yeah
1: and not a jeff the person well yeah management will die out because people will not want to work for that kind of organization in the future. The millennials are now uh, well on their way and the next generation even even more so, where people need to be outspoken they want to talk they want to know uh, let people know their opinions. So if you are a manager and you don't want to hear about the opinions of your people well, Be afraid, so you get the same. Yeah.
0: So you're saying that all concerns, all questions, all ideas should be welcome in the office, in the team.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and and, uh, if you are scared for your management, and you could be, well, if you are scared for management, then make it an an, um, an, an, uh, (laughs) anonymous. How do you say that in English? (laughs) Uh, Anonymous anonymous, uh, ID box. If you can do that, if you can still do that, uh, uh just sit, set a cardboard box somewhere where there aren't any cameras and let people just drop their, their concerns. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe set up a, thank God it's Friday meeting where everyone can speak out regardless of their role. If you don't do that, then you are losing all that intellectual property that you have in your own company. Mm. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Have you seen one of my last questions? Have you seen uh, any um, lectures or trainings or courses for uh, employees uh, to to help them understand how change management works and what needs to be t- how ne- how they should be improved? Uh, to start working in this better change welcoming environment? Or it just happens in short talks, you know, in the kitchen talks?
1: Well, um, there are a lot of TED Talks about change management. Uh, I could uh, look one up and we can add that to the show notes, right? Yeah. Um, and then there is this uh, change manager uh, that wrote a book that we would like to have. Um, uh, a link to if that's okay with you. Absolutely. Uh she was a Danish uh, change manager mm-hmm. and uh, she wrote a couple of books and did a couple of lectures and she really taught us that change management is very important in any project. So she might be something to look out for and uh, look into. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay and uh you think it's in general is a good idea to train people for uh, for change management? Yeah, train
1: train them t- to communicate better. Train them to to assess risks. Train them to mm-hmm. to assess the why we're doing something and let them communicate with the organization why we're doing it. Mm-hmm. No one wants to wake up um, one morning and go to the office and hear that we moved to the cloud. Big surprise. Mm-hmm. Oh, they'd want to know that up front with a newsletter or something like that mm-hmm.
0: well sounds good to me uh i have no more questions it was an interesting discussion
1: yeah i like it I
0: think we give something to our listeners we encourage them i think to be yeah. more open to be more open to be more brave and to to quit the company if they are not appreciated. <laughs> yeah, be a startup.
1: Don't be a gray mouse. <laughs> exactly. And I don't hope that half of the people quit their job tomorrow, but basically, yeah, talk about it. Talk about it, discuss it. And if people stop, start uh, negative all the time, then leave. Yeah, yeah, it's a free world.
0: Okay. All right. Thanks, Eric. Thanks for joining us.
1: Yeah, thank you very much for having me.
0: Absolutely. Bye-bye. Bye bye.
1: Bye. Bye.